Welcome to the Adult Table, a podcast where we sit down with people in the STEM community. We set the virtual table to bring in a diverse set of guests to engage in a casual conversation on their professional career and life. With this podcast, we hope that we can bridge the gap between the hierarchy involved with growing up. We can redefine what it means to be able to figuratively sit at the adult table. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jason Chin. And I'm your other co-host, Jenny Chung. Today, we have our friend, Zoe Imancha. Hello. Uh, we know like you've been really busy uh, recently moving to Texas and prepping for Sage National Conference. So uh, just really appreciate you giving us some time to join us here on the Adult Table podcast and get to know you a little better here. Yeah, of course. I've been wanting to just meet you guys in this setting for so long. And I've been following the adult table for like at least a season. At least a season. Oh, incredible. Great start. <laughs> but yeah, do you mind just kind of giving the listeners a brief intro of yourself, kind of what you've been up to these days, maybe kind of like your journey through like work or anything like that? Sure. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Zoe. I am a production engineer for Dow Chemical, and I've been in this role for almost one year. I've been involved with things like SACE. I've been involved with a, a Facebook group you guys might have known as Subtle Asian Traits and Instagram. And I've also been involved in a couple other volunteering things, like I volunteer for First Robotics. I think that's everything. Yeah, SACE set. Oh, Science Olympiad. Yeah, I got involved with that. So clearly I have an affinity for volunteering for things that start with S. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I graduated in 2022 from UC Santa Barbara with a degree in chemical engineering. And you got to think, how does someone from California end up in Texas? Well, I had a, a pit stop in Chicago. <laughs> mm. So uh, the program that I got hired into after I got a co-op from Dow, actually at SACE NC, National <laughs> Convention, I got hired into a rotational program where I was supposed to stay in one location for about eight to nine months and then rotate to a new site. So my first rotation was in Kankakee, Illinois, under the coatings business. And then I rotated to Texas. So now I'm here. And as for the type of engineering I do, uh, I'm a production engineer, run plant engineer. So I make sure that our plant is working, running, producing things safely and taking care of the people and the process. And for what we make, I know a lot of chemical engineers go into oil and gas, <laughs> but I said, no, I joined this major for skincare. Oh. And then I, I make paint now. I make paint and glue. Ah. <laughs> but is, is, is skincare still potentially, um, you know, in the, in the future, you think, or are you, are you like, oh, like this is actually an interesting field for paint and adhesives and stuff like that or I don't know what you what you feeling based on your experience so far well so far I'm really liking my job more for the technical challenge of it I find out every day that products that I make go into cosmetics but not directly into skincare cosmetics things like that we work in paper packaging mm. so not the actual product but a lot of the precursors that go into it gotcha yeah. are you ever like on the coordinating side with like I guess, like, where those products go, or are you more, like, on the production side? I'm an interesting role. So most production engineers are, as we call them, run plants in this company. We are, you know, the big focus is 
making sure that we're running. Mm. So I have to understand not just the equipment side, but the technical side and the quality side and the coordination side and the raw materials side and logistics and how do we load them. So kind of a little bit of everything. Gotcha. Okay. That's pretty cool. And so with the rotational program, it's like you're going to different sites and learning kind of like how each place runs and that sort of thing. So how many rotations are you set to do? Or is it like by defined by time periods? Like, oh, you spend like a year doing this and then you're done. Or I don't know what how the program is structured, really. Well, the structure of the program is very dependent on where there's availability as well. Mm -hmm. I had just so happened to get the opportunity where my leader was talking to other leaders and she found out that there was an opening in Texas. And I had communicated to my leader previously that, I want to be in a role that eventually gets to work with Asia Pacific, either an expat, something like that. And when she heard Texas, she pitched the idea to me and there was an opening and my time was about to, uh, I was supposed to start prepping for an exhortation. Things kind of worked out. And I think Texas was the right move in terms of being able to network and really form those connections to get to my next step, wherever it may be. Okay. What's like kind of like your mindset going in? So it sounds like you don't know what like the new location is like right away. So in terms of, I don't know, like what you were seeking. So you're pretty open-minded in terms of location or like, how do you feel about just like jumping to new places, kind of like setting your roots in like new locations at like a frequent amount of times, I guess. <laughs> That's a really good question. So let me make this straight. I'm very tired of moving. I have moved nine times in the past six years. <laughs> Oh my god. That's, that that counts the moving to school and college and coming back from COVID and then going back and then moving around and whatnot. But I had two really big moves in the past year, one to Illinois and then one to Texas. And those were the two really big things I knew what was in my future. But I think I kind of want to stay in one place for a little bit. And what this position is good for is that I think with the way that um this program is structured, the goal is to get you into a full-time position. And so I'm, I've been talking with my leader now and the goal for this role is to get, in, that this will be my full-time. Gotcha. So you potentially be based out in, in Houston, Texas. Then. For the time being, yeah. Okay. But, but kind of going back to the previous question of um, how does it feel to move so often? Honestly, I don't really feel tied down after I started moving to college and discovering who I am as a person outside of my mom's house. And I love her, but I, you know, kind of have to learn how I live on my own. Um, and after that first experience in college, I was thinking, you know what? I've grown up traveling. My family is all over the world. Why not go explore the US because if I'm going to be honest, I only know West Coast. I'm from California. I know up and down the West Coast and I've been to the East Coast a handful of time, times, but Midwest, Central, South, I was a little scared to go if I'm going to be honest. But I love traveling. I love learning about new places and just meeting new people. So mm -hmm. I figured, why not? Nice. Do you feel like you've experienced like kind of like culture shock going into like Illinois and Texas or like what do you think has been like some of the more like surprising things about like moving out there com in comparison to like California oh my gosh I'm glad you bring this question up 100 percent um 
I grew up in the 66, which for those of you guys who don't know, is the San Gabriel Valley in California that is predominantly Asian. Mm. And being outside of that bubble, I'll say it's a bubble, for a little bit in college and then really not moving to the Midwest, I I actually experienced my first microaggression in Illinois. Um, that happened. And then another big culture shock was how much everybody cares about sports. <laughs> like I'm not I'm gonna be honest, I, I do not watch sports. And when you have coworkers who bond over like, oh, how was the game last Sunday? I was like, the games are on Sunday. Aren't they on Saturday too? <laughs> <laughs> like I had to take a test, okay, in freshman year of high school to cheer for football, a written test on what football was. <laughs> I, I was I was in pep squad, so I I, um, oh. I was basically a cheerleader. I did like the short flags, okay. and another thing I did. But um, <laughs> yeah, everyone had to take a test, I, like a, a red test. How many points was a touchdown? What can you do after a touchdown? Things like okay. that. What's a quarterback? That's... Well, that that really sets you up then. Now you know you know enough to like talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> like I tell people, I know how to watch sports, but do I yeah. watch sports? No. Do you enjoy it? Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. Gotcha. But yeah, I mean, culture shock was. Oh my gosh, I I miss I miss the Asian food. I miss like specific custards from specific restaurants and specific like, you know, the salted egg yolk custard buns you get at dim sum. Yeah. Mm. I have, like, toured not just the ones in SoCal, but, you know, over the summer before I um, took the job, I went to see my family back in Indonesia. And I would try all these different salted egg yolk custard buns, and they still do not compare to the one at Capital Seafood in Monrovia. Even in Houston, they're not. It's different. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, yeah, definitely culture shock. Learning how to... Just navigate being an only in some places. Mm. You know, there's a lot of initiatives to um, really uplift underrepresented minorities, but sometimes you end up being an only, only woman, only Asian person, only Asian woman. Mm-hmm. Gratefully, Kinkiki, I was not the only Asian woman, so I was very lucky about that. Mm. Do you feel that difference kind of in setting or setting yourself up? socially or like with your community like just with friends like outside of work too if i'm gonna be honest i am very grateful for the people i met at my first role but i often tell people it's like i'm going to work with nine dads everyone is pretty protective but being the youngest person in both my new roles sometimes i'm still learning how to make casual conversations with people mm. who tend to be a little older than me because on one hand like I'm not at the same the same stage of life as a lot of people have been and I, like I don't have a family I can't say like oh I'm taking my daughter to gym cl- or sports <laughs> <laughs> um so it's been a little bit of a challenge to make friends at work my age i have a few now that i'm in texas and like one really really good friend back in kankakee but this is where the safe plug comes in because i have really found 
that it's been so much easier to make friends with people around my age because of the extensive SACE network. Moving to the Midwest was the first time I really met the rest of the Midwest team, and I feel like I was adopted by them. <laughs> and I went to Midwest Regional Conference, and they were just like, yeah, you could come help out. And now we're all friends. And then same thing with the South team. So yeah. now here, I got in touch with Ronak, the uh, RM, and, and then I met the rest of the South team. And it was really nice. Cool. That's exactly what I did when I moved to the West Coast. <laughs> I was like, adopt me. And then yeah. like, come here. <laughs> and that's like, come here. I met you like a week before you moved to Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. You know what's crazy? The Asian community in like the area that Jenny is in just SoCal is so small. I met my neighbor. Okay. My neighbor of what like 14 years at her dragon boat competition when i was meeting jenny for the first time and (laughs) we were talking we were talking and uh jenny i think you were subbing in for a different team and all of a sudden he comes around and he's like oh you guys are getting ready and i just stare at him and we kind of you know we kind (laughs) of so (laughs) yeah i mean you can make friends in the most audible places but see, like, that's the thing. I would have never gotten to meet all these people from SACE if I didn't get involved. And I like to say that I'm in a little bit of a unique position because I've never had a real, quote unquote, real position on an e-board, which is where most of the team are. Mm-hmm. I've never been on a regional team. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of hopped around, but I was adopted by your very good friend and my SACE grandma, Sletha. Yeah. <laughs> the UCA Santa Barbara lineage, lineage goes strong. Mm-hmm. And I think without that, I I wouldn't have had the network that I do now. So always grateful. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm just realizing this now too. This is like our like fifth episode of Santa Barbara people. Then. Yeah, that is true too. Yeah. What the ones? Did Alex go to UCSB? Alex oh. yeah. Tori? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. So so there's a direct lineage, right? There was Shreyas, and then who took right. Sweta as his mentor right. while in UCSB? who became president, who took Alex as her mentor, who became president, who took me as his mentor, who broke that chain and never became president and went straight to NC. <laughs> no, I was a senior advisor my senior year. Oh, um, so you're still involved in, in a way. On the yes. Keyboard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lightly involved. Mm. But really, I found my niche, I guess, in convention planning because I had planned WRC when it was online and then I planned NC online in 2021. Now I'm back for NC 2023 in person. So it's the first in-person one I'm planning. Nice. What committee are you on for uh, for SACE NC? I am in the programming committee. I've done it for three years. And I will tell you, there is one reason why I picked this committee. Because of Brandon Poy. Oh. If you know Brandon, he is an exemplary person because he, I really look up to him. As he was, I remember when I was planning one of the regional conferences in Santa Barbara, he was a freshman and he had to plan the entire West Mountain Regional Conference on his own and he pulled it off. So I took this position. My my one condition was that Brandon was my manager. Um. They had asked me to be manager and I was like, no, he deserves it more. He's also done it one year. I would be coming into an in-person NC brand new. And mm. I, I Literally have it saved as his contact, my SACE boss, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I love that. 
programming is in charge of workshops is that what it, what it is i forget yes. what okay yeah so a little bit of background on programming we're in charge of every single workshop and panel that you will see at national convention as well as external engagement and networking events so mm -hmm. for example we're doing a k-pop dance workshop put on by the west team we really wanted to do a lot of cross collaboration this year so we're we're doing that as a networking event we have some engagement activities throughout the whole day like wishing tree that doubles as a fundraiser for the hawaii fires that happened and mm -hmm. then things that you will do in your program at nc Pretty so cool. i also double as a handler coordinator so i'm in charge of all the volunteers that will be reaching out to all our speakers across many different companies i should have that number memorized oh <laughs> there's, a, there's a good amount of them that's okay yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah i haven't been to in person or been to convention in a while just because it's of covid and then i think i kind of dropped off a little bit and i couldn't get funding to go for my company but now i'll be there but jason's not gonna be there damn <laughs> the first you should one be presenting I... presenting oh for ah. <laughs> just ask them like hey can i um can i join your workshop we did talk about that we were like oh if we want to do like a live episode or something like that too but ooh, that'll be interesting <laughs> i don't know if i have enough to talk about to be honest yeah <laughs> jenny we've we just said it we we've we've talked for 25 episodes there's there's definitely enough content but we're interviewing other people. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're ready. We're ready. Yeah. Um, of interviewing. Street interviews. Convention yeah. floor interviews. Hey, but you have experience in that. You've done interviews. I have. Talk about that. Yeah. So you so, were on the, the red carpet or something for an event? I was. <laughs> um, explain to the, to the listeners. Well, for, well, first of all, it was a gold carpet oh, because sorry. it was the gold gala. Okay. Mm. Very fun. Um, because of my involvement with subtle Asian traits, we kind of hit our heyday when things were you know, coming back in person. But for those of you guys who haven't heard of this Facebook group, it is a I, – I don't want to, like, pat myself on the back too much and call it a cult Wait. phenom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was culturally significant because in 2018, a group of Australian kids when I say kids I mean literally high school seniors started this group as a parody of subtle private school traits but they called it subtle Asian traits and started posting about like Asian traits that they would notice they would do their parents would do and they started adding their friends and then everyone started adding other friends and then one of our moderators on the team was actually in San Diego at the time and started adding all his US friends. And then it just spread and it boomed. And then a New York Times article and then 2 million people. But along the way there. And there's so uh, many spin groups. Yes, yes. Oh, spin -off groups too. Yeah. Yeah. And fun fact, they are all independently managed. I call it like an ecosystem. And it's kind of an interesting sociology study because. We've never really advertised our group. We've never paid to be like, hey, join our group. Everything has been organic. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that one can kind of replicate. So, yeah, the, the vision and the goal has always been quality. Like, what can we do for the community? And sometimes 
what can we do for the community ends up being fun things like red carpets. So over the, I have to kind of trace this back because over the pandemic, we were actually contacted by a couple of entertainment companies to do interviews or AMAs because we had done AMAs before. I think the most notable one was Hassan Minhaj, Minhaj, um, mm-hmm. where he just posted an AMA in the group and he responded in the comments and then he had his parents and they filmed a video. So the thought there was, why don't we take those AMA formats and maybe see if we would be down or whoever would be down for a virtual interview. So I've done a virtual interview like this with um, Kelly and Kane from Bling Empire. Mm. That was really fun. And just, just want to name a few, but because it was still the pandemic, we were still figuring things out. I think my favorite project that I ever worked on was the release of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings because Simi Liu, who is the lead actor, is in our group. Like, he's posted memes. He's commented on people's things. Sometimes it is interesting to be like, oh, you're famous and you're in the group. Cool. <laughs> um, so when Simu was like, yeah, we'd be down to do something with subtle Asian traits. We had a whole, like, Shang-Chi release thing. We talked to a bunch of different partners on what we could do to really encourage people to see this movie because, I mean, it's the first time you really see an Asian superhero on the big screen with Marvel, who is an Avenger. Again, representation has really taken on a bigger role in the group than anyone ever thought it would be. And how we got involved with that was through interviews. So I got to help put that all together. I did not do the actual interview though, but I did a lot of the prep work in the press. But, you know, as we transitioned back to in-person, I got an invitation to do interviews on behalf of Meta at the Gold Gala. It was Gold House's first annual gala, and they're an initiative, like a collective, to honor and uplift very influential Asians. Um, Asian, Asian Americans, yeah. <laughs> so I remember getting this email, and I was like, oh my god, they want me to do press? I have senior design due in two weeks. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> I had a week to find a dress, get everything set up. I, you know, didn't really have to worry about um, tech since they said they would be providing it. But the thought was, could they cross promote on set? Could they feature us? They had a um, influencer interviewer who was Jeannie Weenie on TikTok. Um, so we actually got on a video call while I was in the middle of a senior design. <laughs> um, like working session. I took like a 30 minute break. We called, we talked about, okay, Everything Everywhere All at Once is huge this year. We got to do something. Michelle Yeoh is going to be at this event. Mm-hmm. What's cool? And we came up with this idea of, you know, like the little rock scene in Everything mm-hmm. Everywhere All at Once? Yep. What if we took a rock, put googly eyes on it, and put a little microphone and gave it to people that she was interviewing? Mm. Okay. And so um, we ended up doing that. And so all of Jeannie's interviews do have little rocky. <laughs> and you can see on her page there's her coverage of it but we collaborated on a couple questions a couple ideas and that was when I got invited to the gold gala so I felt very out of place because one I was like I'm not famous my br- the, the brand is famous mm-hmm. Zoe no one cares about Zoe people care about subtle Asian traits I just happen to represent it so yeah yeah, it was interesting. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a lot of very famous people walking that carpet. I took pictures in the front, and I made friends in the press line. 
And you got the meme binder. I did. Oh my gosh. So I had wanted to show this meme binder. And because I was like, look, let's see if I, I'm subtle Asian traits. Like we can bring memes. We are memes. We know memes. We'll bring these to the carpet. And if you guys are on Spotify, you will not be able to see this. But if you're watching on any of the shorts on YouTube, this is my binder. That is, oops, that is some props. Let me take it out. So that is me with my batik because it's cultural wear. Mm -hmm. And that is Jazzy Cho, Sandra, or Jeannie, and Mickey Rabbit. We took very cute pictures with the turning red doll. But um, so if you ever want to know what a press line thing is, this is the uh, thing that they give everybody with all the attendees and their headshots. So I actually got a couple signatures on this. Um, but because it was the red carpet and I had a couple interview questions I was doing for set, I was like, hey, why don't I just show memes on the carpet and get people's reactions? So I remember showing this to people and being like, identify yourself. Oh. Who are you? <laughs> I, I remember like someone said Oreos. I think it was David Sub, the photographer, but I can't remember. <laughs> Um, I also showed this one. Okay. <laughs> I think this one's a pretty solid meme. I like that. I meme. I appreciate it when people laughed at it. And so I want to shout out Sherry Cola, the comedian, because she's she's in Joyride and she is yeah. so like down to earth. She like laughed at this one so hard. I was like, Are you good? Damn, you so, got the comedian okay on that? That's perfect. Oh. I know. I was like, <laughs> this was supposed to be I was gonna ask Simu to autograph this one if he showed uh -huh. up because he was supposed to go, but he was filming the Barbie movie and he wasn't able to make it. But this was the one that I was like, if you want to, if you want to sign these, I would very much oh appreciate God, the stock it. Put it the stock <laughs> photo. I was gonna ask him to sign this. Okay, audio <laughs> listeners, um, how to describe? It's the it's the Simu Liu like stock image photos that he's like famous for before he got into acting, but. Instead of him in like corporate where he's wearing his Shang Chi outfit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but I will say I did get a couple really good um, memorabilia, and I think my favorite one is this autographed meme of Jimmy O Yang. You've probably seen this before. It says, "You just insulted my entire cult, my entire race of people." But yes, <laughs> and it's I walked up to him and I was like, "Can you sign this?" And he was like, "Sure." <laughs> um cool. yeah and then <laughs> i have another one here this is for turning red uh oh, you know that asian glow oh yeah. <laughs> for those of you audio listeners it says me takes a sip of alcohol my face and it's a picture of like the movie poster of turning red <laughs> so this one is autographed by the director domi shi and my trey ramakrishnan who's also from Never Have I Ever. And she oh. remembered that I showed her memes on this year's carpet because I went back uh, in 2022. Uh, no, 2023. Yeah, I went back early this year. And she's like, oh, I remember you. <laughs> Some very memorable interactions. And celebrities sometimes are just people too. Mm -hmm. Right. Wow. Just, celebrities are just like us. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're just like us. They're yeah. just like us. Awesome. I, I've messed up pl plenty in front of famous people. I have lost my cool. Uh-huh. I, I met Michelle Yeoh at this interview, and I, like... Can I swear on this? Yeah, you can swear. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I lost my <laughs> <laughs> She's so graceful! Oh, my God, my... <laughs> the camera's <Hello>. off. 
<laughs> no, she's she's as gracious and like seriously an amazing human being. I know that we were kind of um we were looking a little funny on the carpet. I think Jeannie had her sausage fingers and we were like trying to wave her down and she actually saw the picture on your Instagram. I've seen this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, she's so humble. Very gracious. Awesome. And very buff. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I, was like, okay, <laughs> I want my arms to look as good as Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> wow. So that happened, and then and then I texted my family right after, and they asked me, "Did you speak in Bahasa to her? She's Malaysian. Did you know that?" And I was like, "I don't speak Malaysian, but I speak Bahasa Indonesia, which is close enough." Mm. <laughs> so the WhatsApp group chat was very happy that night. Awesome. Yeah, I remember seeing like your posts on Instagram. It just like felt like kind of unreal to just like see all these people like so up close and personal and just like getting me behind there like do you think I know you mentioned like a lot of stories do you think there's any one person that like surprised you the most in terms of like how they came across or their personality or anything mm. maybe not one specific person but maybe just like little things I've noticed about a collection of people Henry Golding is very very tall <laughs> in person. he plays nick uh nick young in crazy rich asians he's very tall in person um oh, i gotta think about this <laughs> oh i have to tell you guys about one of the worst interactions i've ever had and it was 100 percent my fault okay <laughs> so so all i will say is that hennessy is a very big sponsor of this event that's all i will say and I was 21 at the time. Make inferences what you will. But it was toward the end of the night. And they had an after party at a club in LA. And I know Eric Nam is here. Like in the crowd. And I was like, I'm such a big fan. I would want to talk to Eric Nam. But you know what my dumbass comes up with? I go up to him. And I say, hey, can I ask you a stupid question? And I don't know if you've seen his BuzzFeed interview, uh, the Thirst Tweets one, where he reads a he reads a Thirst Tweet and he goes, "Step on me," and it's like, "Will you step on me?" That's what the tweet says. And he's like, "No, absolutely not." But I'm paraphrasing here. I think he says, "But for any amount for for any amount of money, it's still on BuzzFeed." I don't have the actual clip, but I ended up asking him like, "Will you step on me?" <laughs> and that is the cringiest moment that I've I've had many cringy moments, but that is the one that I look back on and I'm like scared to show my face in front of Eric Nam at this point because I'm like, what if he remembers that <laughs> in person? I'm sh okay, like that's not the worst thing I could have done, but I I look back and I think, oh my gosh, I. What did he say? Yeah, what's the <laughs> aftermath? That's what I'm more. <laughs> the aftermath was like, I think he just turned over and he was like, no. <laughs> oh. but, then, but then he came back into a frame and he was laughing like it was a joke. But um, no, it was it was all fine. Um, <laughs> really, really cool guy. <laughs> and the one person I'm very afraid to show my face in front of again. <laughs> so, hey, if any of you guys ever feel starstruck, at least you didn't ask someone to step on you. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. 
I'll yeah. choose my next song. I'll just leave that on the internet and then, you know, in person yeah. I'll say other things. Yeah. Oh, actually, really cool thing. And that coincides with the name of the adult table. So I was invited back um, in 2023 again. Um, but we all get table arrangements. And it's quite a very, it's a very nice gala. And I sit down at my table and I look and I meet everyone. And, and we have Alan Kim from Inari. And then we have Malia Emma, who's been in a couple of acting projects. I think she just released a solo movie uh sway batia who i believe was in secession and just to name a few people and i realized as i'm sitting there i'm like oh my god i am 22 and i'm still at the kids table i have not graduated <laughs> to the adult table yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah so sometimes you still put at the kids table it was it was a really fun, fun one. Night, it's the fun place to be, honestly. It is. It is. Oh, oh, I remember someone else. And it's funny because I actually have her autograph. <laughs> Rosalie Chang is on my table. Oh, whoa. Oh. <laughs> she was <laughs> turning red. But yeah, yeah. Oh, I all okay. Another embarrassing moment. Um, you know Johnny from NCT. Uh huh. He was one of the presenters, and I was like, okay, now I know what he looks like. And everyone at the end of this, at the like the ceremony, they're all walking back. I just happened to be walking like so far enough that I'm like, oh, there's Johnny. And I ask him, hey Johnny, quick question: Have you ever heard of subtle Asian traits? And he goes, no, what? And then I'm like, thank you, and I walk away. <laughs> I have talked to Johnny from Subtle from NCT. And embarrass myself again. Honestly, <laughs> I like really commend you for like having the confidence to just like go up to people. Like I kind of wanted to ask you like what your mindset is, because I feel like at least for me, that just like feels like such a big step to just like approach anyone. And like I feel like we've talked about it too. Like even approaching people at like a SACE conference where they're not they don't have like all this fame and all this like background and all this stuff how do you mentally get ready for that or like was that always something that you had that you just had confidence to just kind of like approach people or get to know people or meet new people stuff like that well for one it's twofold um i don't know if you can tell i'm a little bit of an extrovert so i do like to sit, talk to people make people feel comfortable part of that also comes from being that person who was left out when they were younger um mm -hmm. I remember there was a group in college that they made a separate group chat. And maybe I'm airing out dirty laundry here, but I found out that they didn't really like me. And they like, I think intentionally excluded me from that group. And I never wanted to make anyone feel that way being on the receiving end of that. So I guess that point on, I started thinking, you know what? It's a little bit of riskiness, which is like, I don't, if things go south, okay, keep going on. I can swear, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're good. Um, <laughs> a little bit of like the F it, we ball. She didn't even swear. <laughs> <laughs> I realized it's going to be published. Like, my mom might see this. That's my motto. <laughs> Fuck it, we ball. Fuck it, we ball. I say that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, scandalous. No, but coming from that place of being that person that was left out, I didn't want anyone to go through that. 
And that kind of inspired me to really lean into positions where I can not just want create opportunities for others and give back in that way as a thank you to people who have given me opportunities. Part of that is I hate awkward silences. So I will be the one to speak up and I will break that silence. I think I've strayed from the original question, but at some point you growing up, you talk to enough adults and you have to work on certain projects and you have to do this, you know, things together and collaborate. And at, at a certain point, everyone is people treat them with respect and how they would like to be. And, and there's no shame in being a little too formal and then easing up. Mm. But to a certain degree, it's like everyone is a person with subtle Asian traits. I felt like I was living a little bit of that double life. I mean, here I was 19 in college, filled out a Google form, got an email back a month or two later, like, oh, we want you to join the team. Sick. I run an online group. And with that thing being online, it's like, you are not the face. I am not the influencer. I never want to be an influencer. Mm-hmm. I I value my privacy a little too much. <laughs> but if I can contribute to a brand that is based on helping people and helping people feel like they belong somewhere, I really do enjoy that. So that kind of goes into why I still volunteer for SACE, to create those opportunities for people that find it really hard to get internships like my company doesn't even recruit from my school and it is one of the most reputable chemical companies in the world and it's just because there's just not many plants out there but there's so much talent so SACE is a place where you can really start connecting those people SACE connect haha um back back to the celebrity thing I'm like all over the place today no it's it's good (laughs) (laughs) because of that like double identity it's like I have really nothing to lose. The gala is the one event I go to every year. Now that I moved out to Texas, I don't really move back and forth. But not being in LA means I have to really think about what events that I can commit to for subtle Asian traits if they want us to do anything. And Mm -hmm. because we're mostly online, it's like, yes, I am a reflection of the brand. I will be working and I will be reflecting that brand. But I have a little bit of security in that, like, I have a career outside of it. Mm. Yes, everything I put out there as part of the brand can be found by people in my organization and my company. But it's things like that, that I don't feel like I'm risking my own. How do, how do I phrase this? Um, yes, I'm representing the brand, but let me think about, is this something someone representing the brand would do as a host? If it was me, a reflection of me, that my answer might be a little bit different. Because mm-hmm. let's say I'm interviewing, name name someone, name someone. <laughs> my mind went blank. Anyway, it's okay. <laughs> I, okay, let, let's break down to this. If I did not, if I was not at these events with the sole purpose of saying, hey, I'm here to interview people, I would not have the guts to talk to people on my own. Mm-hmm. Okay. I relate to that. This yeah, is exactly having... why Jason and I started this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's things like, like, say, it's like, okay, I'm here to maybe help someone look for a position or like connect them with someone. So, and to do that, I need to talk to people. And right. so having some sort of purpose or assignment or something you set for yourself before you go and talk to people kind of 
it, it, it makes it less scary because it's like, oh, it's an assignment. I still kind of have to do it. Let's just do it. And if it's just talking to people, because I think I, I used to get really nervous too talking to people I didn't know. And those situations, I still find myself really nervous when it's me casually. But let's mm -hmm. say I'm there for a career fair. What can I help you with? There's like things I can fall back on. And then that transitions into learning about people. So, right. yeah. I don't exactly, know if that made any sense. I feel that exact sentiment. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that was the, my yeah. also kind of like, and I know like a lot of people, it's harder to explain if someone hasn't really been through that experience, I think, what that feeling is like. But I think now that I've been through it, I look back and I'm like, oh, there was really nothing to be scared about at all. Like it's, yeah. it's like just having a conversation with a person. I think before when I was in college, it was like, oh, it's kind of scary. Like they're adults and I'm, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. But in reality, it's kind of just, yeah, like creating those connections. Everyone also lives life unlike you, like, you know, you're going through the same stuff and just creating regular connections. You don't, you don't have to put them on a pedestal necessarily or anything, right? It's like, yeah, we're just people. Yeah. <laughs> so treat everyone. You know, that's that like golden rule they teach you at elementary school. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. It it holds up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, if I had to give any piece of advice just for like the career fair or convention, because I know by the time this gets released, it'll probably be after that. But yeah. in case if anyone is looking for a job or talking to recruiters or doing career fairs, those are intimidating. And personally, I think the best way to break the ice is, I mean, yeah, everyone can tell you elevator pitch, things like that. Do your research, but really like know that you're there for a purpose and make that purpose clear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's actually funny. Like recently my company did like an open house. And so like, I was kind of on the, the other side, right? I'm like expecting students to come up to me and like, I'm acting basically as a recruiter and I do feel like those same or similar nerves, even being on the other side, like I'm the one who has the ability to like offer someone like a job, right? Like I'm, I'm on that side of there, but I still have that like nervousness of like meeting new people. And like when they come up and approach me as like being comfortable and being ready, like that's where for me as like the other side, like it's much easier to have that conversation. But like when they're coming up and like, yeah, like they, they're not really sure what their purpose is or whatever, then like, it's like really difficult as like a recruiter side. So it's just really interesting to be on the other side and kind of understand more of, or try to relate more to who I would be potentially talking to at like a career fair if I did go to NC again at some point. You should come. Oh. <laughs> I'll, be, yeah. I'll be at Boston. I'll be, that'll be 20 minutes away from me. So I'm, I'll be in the Boston one too. I'll see you there. I'll think really about good. Boston first. <laughs> they, she probably wants to come back and plan it i'm like yeah okay <laughs> that is not my, my confirmation that is my i'll think about it okay okay <laughs> um but yeah i mean even just meeting people out in public you never know who you're gonna run out into and if things get awkward things get awkward you might never see them again but hey you never know who could be a new friend unless one of you breaks the ice and my pro tip for that is um, find something minuscule and awkward to be like, hey, that's a little awkward too. Be like, yeah, that's a little awkward. Or like, hmm, I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. I'll say too, like, um, you kind of mentioned like 
yeah, maybe it just doesn't work out. But stories, like you said, with like Eric Nam, like those are just good stories to tell too. So like either way, it comes out positive, right? Like you're coming out and you still have that that experience. And one, you'll learn from it, but two, it's just a good story to kind of pass along too. <laughs> yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. I've made many, many very close friends. Like I've I love my team, honestly. I actually went to Australia to meet all of them for the first time in 2022 in oh. person because we had only like seen each other. And it's a lot, it makes more sense for me to go to Australia right. than for all of them to come here. And it was just like meeting old friends. Oh, really? Like it wasn't like the interactions that you've had with them online. Was it basically the same in person? It was like, oh, we've just yeah. been friends. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like you're meeting old friends, even though this is the first time I've really met you in person. Like, oh, you're a lot taller than I thought you were going to be. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you start, some people are exactly how they are online. Yeah. Some people have more sides to them. And mm-hmm. regardless, it was it was an amazing experience. So there is power to internet connections. That's um, true. But again, be safe. That is, that's like me and half the safe adult table podcast team. I haven't met half of them in person really <laughs> the new people okay. like ronak amy or um erin actually well you haven't met i've met more staff people than you jetty i met amy. i don't think i'm person no mm-hmm. well and that's not the people. thing like <laughs> you have a reason to talk to them because you're working on this project i will say projects initiatives are great ways to talk to people and break that ice jason that you've never met zoe right in person this is the first oh, time we did oh, i thought oh. we did last year oh <laughs> did you win an award you're putting me on blast wait really because i we are in the same boat <laughs> no 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 yeah we did we did we did we did we met oh, I, we've been in the same oh, boat wait. i look a little different i look a little different so i forgot because yeah that's the first time like i don't think i knew who you were and then after i remember we we jumped on a call to talk about like all the nc things um Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, I was so stressed. I showed up to that photo shoot thing like 20 minutes late and I was like, oh. they took all the photos without me. Here's still the cover. That's okay. No, I look a little different, but yeah, that was me. Oh yeah. All right, my bad. My bad on that. Awkward, Zoe. Let's bond over that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Jenny, Yo, don't Jenny you, don't you hate it don't you hate it when like you think you've met someone and then you're like did i really meet them and then they say yeah we've met this is when we met and you you have that really awkward moment where we're like oh that's right we met them <laughs> no it happened to me too it happened to me too <laughs> jenny jenny didn't remember meeting me what are you talking about when we first met back in college like way yeah, back yeah, yeah, yeah. uh that's fair. I don't remember meeting a lot of people. <laughs> I just forget. Jenny like, literally knows everyone, though. I think no. that's the hard part. No, Jenny does. Jenny somehow knows my friend that I made on the internet. And we are okay, internet yeah, I was friends. just and, like, talking. And I was like, Jenny, Jenny, how do you know him? And he was how like, oh, him? I'm sitting with Jenny. And I'm like, how do you know him? <laughs> we will talk about this later. Yeah, we will. Jenny, fine, Jenny yeah. knows everybody. Jenny that's knows everybody. <laughs> That's not true. That's it's crazy. like a hundred percent true. It's a hundred percent. You think I have connections? Team. Jenny has connections. <laughs> this podcast isn't about me. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what? What? Actually, I have a question to ask you. As the podcast host, have you guys ever had your own episodes? 
we've had like kind of uh our own but it was kind of themed i think we did do i'm trying to think we did do one where we played that game we're not really strangers like for the audience to get to know me and jason better and then i think we had some other personal episodes with like like, a professional one like before nc two years ago i think Mm -hmm. but it's been a while so it's been a while that's what i thought okay yeah those are fun though yeah it's been a while we should do another one. We're thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Version three. But yeah. See, Jenny knows everybody. And that's a that's a cool thing about Stace. You don't realize who knows who and who knows who personally outside and who has mutual friends with who that also knows from Stace. Or right. who met someone at this one event that they followed each other on Instagram and yep. that you met this other person and they're like, wait, you know them? And they're like, not really, but I met them once. Right. That's usually the case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I swear, like, every person from SACE who visits LA gets to meet every single person who's in SACE who lives in LA or, like, also in New York. Like, you visit for one weekend and then I feel like there's a flock of, like, 30 SACE people there. <laughs> that is so with. true. So, I have been bouncing around all the regions this year. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I'm from the West. I am not honestly I don't really know the West team the current West team too well but hey well I'll meet up at Etsy but since moving to the Midwest I got to know the Midwest people and then I had a little concert in New York and then I met the Northeast team I met two people and then I moved to the South and then I met everyone from the South team so I've just been like bouncing around all the regions I'm not really tied down yeah <laughs> testing the water I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> um and will i join a regional team who knows <laughs> oh i mean you don't have to you know everyone already <laughs> that's true more responsibility that's true yeah you get all the benefits without the actual meetings which <laughs> sounds like a pretty good pretty good uh situation there it's a, you guys make it seem like i'm taking advantage of everybody because <laughs> i did the same thing i'm not on any i've never been on any like collegiate team i've just been volunteering for like other stuff. I used to do Sace Tank. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. But uh but I was always I I did regret not being not doing collegiate back in its prime. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, hey, hey, hey. Well well the thing is like they did the Vegas trip, they did a New Orleans trip and I was like dang that could have been me when they did that but um you know all my peers the like the same college year as me were doing it at that time so everyone that i knew was were doing it and i was like that would have been a good time because now it's all youngins i'm like i don't know any of the young people you know i have the same sentiment where i'm like oh i wish that was me and like, i could get involved really enough but that right. same sentiment of oh they're all youngins doesn't it make you feel like when you're a senior in high school and you're like oh these freshmen they're so young and small Every single SACE interaction, you're like, oh, you're like 20. I'm. Oh, like, you're born in 2000. <laughs> yeah. Eddie, I was born in 2000. I'm sorry. You're a youngin. <laughs> I just turned 23. Okay, you're yeah. not the. Uh, what does that mean when they're like 2000 and? And they're like, and? Mm-hmm. And? <laughs> you just you hit the, you hit the line. No, 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 no. <laughs> Can you believe that two, th- 16 year olds were born in 2000? that is that's when the beijing olympics happened sorry yeah. <laughs> oh i remember the financial crisis 
China Olympics. Oh, like, the, the no, the remember the little like logos. I think they yeah. were pandas, but I like, was in the, I was in Beijing at that time, like the year the year that was happening. So they're setting up and everything, and um, yeah, they had like these mascots for every color of the ring. Yeah, and, I remember like, that. Each, each name is actually like Beijing Huangying, which means like Beijing welcomes you. But they do like Bei Bei Jing Jing Huang Huang. It's really cute, and they're so cute. Like I got these pictures. Sorry, that's off topic. I have a bookmark. Oh, you do. (laughs) That was like a cool time for like China. Uh, was that the one with the drumming introduction? Like the welcome ceremony had all the drumming, and that went mega viral on YouTube. Oh, was it a really coordinated effort? Like, yeah, that one. I think it was that. I think it was that one. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, that was insane. Like, I mean, they went off because they're like, "Yeah, we're hosting this, and like, we're gonna show everyone how why China is the best." (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, okay. Besides the 2008 also financial crisis, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The financial crisis already. Forgot. Right. That's why. (laughs) That was a while back, though. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Zoe, you're remembering the financial crisis? You were like eight. What are you? I don't. What are you doing out there? Where is she worrying about? Where are you about my taxes? <laughs> like, I need to buy a house. Honestly, we all messed up by not buying a house when we were ten years old, guys. I know, right? I'm looking at buying a house. We what, like thirteen years later, and I'm like, darn, I should have started thirteen years ago. Damn, you didn't make money moves, and that's why. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see. You bought that one toy, and that's just going to ruin you for the rest of your life. That's that's it. No turning back. It's so, it's so funny because as a kid, I knew like you know in the two thousand eight like money was hard. Living in California is not cheap, and I knew that. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be a good daughter, and I'm not gonna ask for too much, but it wouldn't hurt to try. And so my mom tells me growing up. And I didn't know this until much later. I was a goody two shoes. Like, I was a goody ass two shoes. <laughs> I would say, like, I want this toy. And it's like, can I please have it, mom? And she's just like, no, I'm sorry. And then I'm like, okay. And she keeps telling me, it's like the worst thing is like, you didn't put up a fight. And so I felt bad. I just bought it for you. <laughs> so you still got it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, but but like uh, you know, understanding the two thousand eight financial crisis as an eight year old made me think like, ah, now I understand why my parents saved all those plastic bags and reuse everything and love their Ziplocs and wash their Ziplocs. Is that the same thing? I do the same thing. I like something. I'm doing something, and I'm like, oh, I'm I'm exactly like my parents, which is like a good thing for some things. Like they're really they're really conservative and frugal in, in certain aspects of their life, and I apply that to my life now. And it's like, wow, I'm exactly like them. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I had this realization recently because I moved into my place in Texas with the help of my brother. And my mom came to visit recently. And then she walked into this crew kitchen and she says, Zoe, I'm so proud of you. You set up your kitchen exactly how I would set it up. <laughs> I was like, I am becoming my parents. <laughs> nice. You got the parental approval. There it is. <laughs> yeah. That is another thing. I have, and going back to the whole, like, knowing how to talk to people, as a kid, I would talk to parents a lot for some reason. I don't know why. I had that parental riz. <laughs> <laughs> but but getting used to talking to adults at such a young age, 
uh, I think eventually translated into what I call professional Riz. Like, I would say I'm pretty good at career Riz. Okay, <laughs> no, okay. no, as for like regular Riz, mm -mm, none of that. Mm -mm. Oh, <laughs> that. can't have them all. That's okay. Yeah, can't have them all. You can't win everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect every way. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that's that's fair. I think being able to talk to older people, like, you just were more mature back then, like as a kid. And then it just carries over. Because you can like, you're like code switching essentially. Like, oh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have to ask you guys, like, did you ever get told, oh, you're so mature for your age? I got yeah. that all the time. Like, I've talked to people now and they think I'm 26. Honestly, when I met you, I thought you were older. How old did I you think I was, Jenny? I thought you were my age. I get that a lot. I get that a lot. <laughs> and then, like, I tell people, like, yeah, I was born in 2000. They're like, what? Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that. I feel like you've just done so much in your life already. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have done a lot, but I still feel like I have done uh, very little. Mm -hmm. I've actually scaled back on a lot of things, and I think that's, you know, something I'm trying to do, you know, as I move into adulthood. Mm -hmm. growing up in like super competitive high school you kind of are pushed to do anything and everything you're right mm -hmm. and you know what that leads to burnout mm, true 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 so what do you okay yeah so what do you do like outside of work volunteering and um other general activities what are what other things are you into like your hobbies and, and stuff like that what do you do in your spare time so I took that, like, what are your innate personalities quizzes, and I was like, eh, this is so accurate, because it says you were, like, an old soul or something, like, old person, whatever. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I started knitting in middle school. Oh. Yeah, I knit. I can't crochet. Okay. And I knit because it's something for my hands to do while I'm watching shows, because I can't sit still. Mm. So I knit, like, I was watching Crash Landing on You, and I was just knitting, and I, like, didn't think about it. And by the time the series, like, the season ended, my scarf was six feet long. Wow. <laughs> um, so I knit sometimes. Haven't been getting into that. But I do love crafting. I also really like cooking. So mm. I cook like my parents. I don't follow recipes very often, which means, like, I'm really bad at baking. But I'm working on it. Mm. But I like to cook because moving off from my first time in Illinois, it's a really small town that I was in. There was no Asian food unless I drove an hour, or well, no good Asian food, unless I drove an hour up to the city. And even then, it wasn't what I could get back home. So I learned to cook a lot on myself, and I found that I really like making soup. It's so easy, and it lasts you for the whole week. It's great for, like, a single person. Uh, <laughs> I started a soup account. <laughs> I was like, I want to document my soup and I want to tell people about my soup and I want to remember what recipes I made because I don't remember them. Like, okay. the way I cook is I defrost some meat if I, you know, even have meat. And I think, okay, what do I, what else do I have in my fridge? And I start pulling out vegetables and I'm like, this will do. Mm -hmm. So yeah. then things happen and then I come out with the soup and I'm like, if I ever want to recreate this because it tastes good, I need to know how to write this down. So that's True. that's why I started it, but yes. I, so when did you start the soup account? How long has it been now? About a year, actually. I only started it when I moved out to Illinois because, oh, like, see. I'm going to be honest, in the middle of winter yeah. in Illinois, where it takes an hour to drive up to Chicago, and you are a single person on your own type, there's only so much Netflix you can watch. 
<laughs> so I started cooking a lot. I started posting. Cool. Just, 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 just some soups. Yeah. Do you see a progression of your soups? Like you're like, oh, like, like oh, I don't know. The recipes that like more complex. You're like, oh, I can make like all these different types of soups versus like simple soups. I know there's there's times for both, but sometimes you want both. Now I'm getting a little more not courageous, experimental, experimental with mine. I think my photography has gotten a little better since I got better lighting in my new kitchen. Okay. Um, the reason why I make so many soups is because I want to practice to achieve one of my adult goals. I want to buy myself a Le Creuset. Oh, like, yeah. not not even talking about, you know, when, when you're young, people are like, I want to buy fashion, clothes, jewelry. And I'm like, yeah, those are cool. But like, what about a Dutch oven? Yeah, I want to make enough money where I can spend $500 on a Dutch oven and be like, this is justified. It's like the Lamborghini of Dutch ovens, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice oven pot. And they have other things too, not just the Dutch oven. I know they make smaller versions and stuff like that, but it's it's like expensive. You should look it up, Jason. I have a mug. I'm, I'm trying it's to look it up. Stupidly what is it expensive. Like Crusade Le Crusade? Oh, uh, I see it's sold it's on William sold- Sonoma. That's already like. Yeah, yeah. No, they have their own store. But, um, yeah, so I really like soup. <laughs> sponsor me? No. <laughs> sponsor, yeah, Lake Crusade sponsor for, for your soup account. Nice. I'm not there yet. Soup I'm not influence. there yet. But really, my personal social media has just been, for my personal social media, it's the same as when I first started my first accounts at middle school. It's to share what's going on in my life, achievements and events with my friends mm-hmm. and my family. My one rule that I've kept since I think like middle school when I started my Instagram was, yeah, if I haven't met you in real life or I haven't had a significant conversation with you or like known you for a bit of time for a while, I'm not going to accept your follow requests. Mm-hmm. Or like if I can't recall how I've met you. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. So the soup account is one way to just be like, here, let me just don't shit post. Soup post. Yeah, I don't I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, so so I cook a lot, started baking a little bit. I started actually really hitting the gym because again, not much to do when you're snowed in and can't drive too far. So I started hitting the gym and I, you know, got a little bit into fitness and you realize how much you eat when you start cooking for yourself. And how it's easier to just propel healthy healthy meals. I love to eat. And if I wanted to like give myself the proper nutrition to support my like fitness progress and goals, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to know what goes into my food and learn how to make it taste good. Mm. So that's the motivation. Like I wanna be able to run a mile without an asthma attack. <laughs> that's my goal. I hate running. <laughs> I love running now. I I actually I want to run a five k. Ooh, yeah. Jason recently did a um, what did you the national conference? Oh yeah, I did that. You know when they were doing the five k thing at national convention a few years ago in Pittsburgh. See, I wasn't as involved with SACE when Pittsburgh happened. Oh, yes, Jason and I did that actually. The good old days. <laughs> and uh, it was like in the morning, and it was raining a little bit. I remember because Matt Diaz was leading it. 
And, you know, sometimes when you're at convention, you make the mistake of going out every night. <laughs> so Jason and I were well, I was out. I was out until like we were at the the, the bars until like, I don't even know, 3 a.m. <laughs> and then wake up at 5 a.m. So I took a two hour nap and we did the 5K, but I had been training for it. So like it was fine. But I remember that was an interesting experience because Jason carried me to the finish line. <laughs> That's how you know you're like best friends for life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's, yeah, I forgot about that one. But you should do a 5K. That's actually a good goal to to work toward for running and stuff. Yeah. 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 But I mean, I don't know about you guys, but if you're on like a fitness thing and you're only going to the gym, that shit gets boring. Yeah. So I started picking up a couple sports. Over the pandemic, I got into rock climbing, uh, basic no. engineer going into rock climbing. <laughs> <laughs> but but it gives me something to look forward to when I'm like at the gym doing normal reps and being like, this is how I'm going to train this one muscle to do more things. Um, mm-hmm. So rock climbing was one. Now that there is a gym closer to me in Houston, I want to sign up for a membership after NC. And the other one was figure skating. So I used to be a figure skater back in like fifth grade. I skated for one year and I got to almost competition level and I got too busy. I had to drop it. But now that I was on my own and there was a skating rink like 10, 15 minutes away from my house, I said, screw it. Lessons are relatively cheap. I'm going to buy myself a pair of skates and take figure skating lessons again. So I want to continue that over here, but I... I'm learning that my body at 10 years old is very different from my body at 23. <laughs> yeah, just wait. Everything just starts hurting for no reason. You just wake up and you're just in pain. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we're so old. <laughs> Jason, please. <laughs> and like, oh, I wake up and it's like, I didn't do anything yesterday. All I did was walk. <laughs> yeah, I think this sounds like a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like that's the thing like going having a goal to be like i want to be able to hold my spiral longer that's like okay i'm gonna train legs really hard so i can really extend i'm gonna stretch a little bit extra and practice my flexibility so i can get my foot over my head without throwing my back out Mm -hmm. Um, so (laughs) My one hurdle with that was actually I had to quit because I could not get my one foot spin. I could not spin on one foot. And I can't now. (laughs) (laughs) She swore. (laughs) I swore. Um, I am checking off a lot of bucket list items this year, actually. That's awesome. Yeah. What else is like on the list that you're working through? Oh, list that I'm working through right now. Hmm. Not being at risk for pre-diabetes. I am at risk. Yeah, no, I grew up the chubby little kid. (laughs) (laughs) No, I grew up I grew up being the chubby kid and I was like, okay, I'm on my own now. I part of the whole fitness thing and like getting to cook by myself was feeling like I finally had a better relationship with food. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get to a healthy BMI and I know BMI is technically a trash metric but I feel like I wanted to do something for myself then too because I also like dressing up in cute clothes mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah awesome. that was that was like multiple parts of it but other things on the bucket list I've always wanted to see Taylor Swift mm. and I did nice I think the only thing left is like skydiving Ooh. Ooh. 
I would actually recommend. Yeah. I don't know. I have to look at my New Year's goals. Do you feel like you, like, have... Or I guess, like, to preface, Jenny and I have, like, talked about our goals, like, a lot and just, like, kind of our methods and, like, how much we follow through with it, which... From the sounds of it, we don't follow through with, like, a lot of them. So I'm just wondering kind of, like, what your process is. Like, do you have, like, a formal way of, like, tracking that? And, like, historically, like, do you, like, kind of stay on track with a lot of these things? Because I know it's, like, really hard, especially since you're doing, like, a lot of things, too. Yeah, no. um, I used to be that kind of person that would think, nah, I'm just really not good at setting goals. So I'm going to set my expectations low so I never fail myself. But I think deep down, I always had things I wanted to do. And part of growing up was like learning how to get to those interim goals and learning how to reset those goals. You know, people say smart goals. Yeah, they really work. <laughs> mm. um, I think for me, the hardest part to really put that into work was, is it realistic? Is it achievable? Or no, like time frame and is it realistic? Mm. So I, I think right now in this point of life, I have very abstract goals i don't have any specific like five-year plan 10-year plan but mm -hmm. i think i want to have an idea of what my future is like and hopefully i'll do what i can to get there and when the time comes hopefully it'll get there but i won't say that i didn't put the work to do it so like for example i always i love traveling i want to be in a role where i get to travel every once in a while or at least get to be international and maybe specifically asia pacific so i know that at some point in my career i want to work with asia pacific live that expat life maybe be a little closer to my family back home and then they'll let crusade and the it's so funny it's so funny i'm like okay i'm paying off a car I paid my rent. I'm like, I'm doing pretty good for myself. I don't make enough money to buy Le Crusade, though, and I'm here paying off my car, and I'm like, I still don't make enough money. <laughs> it's just different, because it's, like, an item that, like, I don't know. There's something about buying something really nice for yourself versus something that you know you're going to be using, that you need to use for, like, your day-to-day, -day, right? It's just like, mm -hmm. yeah. Not that you wouldn't use your Le Crusade every day. I'm just saying, like, in terms <laughs> of you could live without it for now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, and the crazy thing is, that's the exact kind of mentality I took when I started getting into garage sales. Into garage sales? <gasps> yeah. So the oh. demographic of Kankakee is a lot of like older families and mm. like established families that they have elderly parents or grandparents that either moved on or they moved away and they have a lot of items because I feel like the cost of living being cheaper makes people more likely to accumulate items so people would host a lot of garage sales so i would go there to look for my craft supplies a lot of knitters this was great at discount knitting stuff is expensive a lot of cookware glassware and like really cool knickknacks i got a really nice set of those like really fancy not martini glasses whiskey you know no, oh, no no not whiskey glasses they're like kind of smaller they're rounded instead of sharp like the martini glasses. But, but I know it's like the fancy glass. Oh, like the, oh, for cocktails, like the short. Yeah, yeah. The, talking, the one where you feel like when you drink out of it and you pay $13, you're getting scammed because it's so small. <laughs> $13 yeah, yeah. is like a steal. Everything's freaking ridiculous. But Yeah, I got okay. a set of those. Got a guitar for like 50 bucks with a stand. Ooh. Um, I got uh, two bookends 
that are the head and tail of a fish. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's pretty cool. Find some interesting stuff out there. Yeah. Oh. Were you able to bring all that stuff from Illinois down to, to Texas? Yes, because I was still stingy about buying things at the garage sales. <laughs> um, yeah. So you guys want to see the fish bookends? Yes, I do. Oh, Wait, that's pretty sick. This is like so Midwestern. <laughs> it's so cool. Oh my god, I did not expect, I don't even know what I was expecting, but that was way fish beyond. Fish bookends, like, like look at that. A lot more realistic than I thought. I was. I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> all right yeah you guys will have to go to the video version to look at the book <laughs> the book ends. but you will not be disappointed yeah <laughs> worth it <laughs> yeah but like i found some really cool things like housewares fixtures paintings mirrors because again you're on a budget you're moving up for the first time and you're like damn i have no money mm -hmm. i kind of need things for my house you're right and, and not to draw a divide in the gender approach to these things but I have some guy friends that have lived on like a bed and a mattress and like a desk for their gaming computer and they're like I'm good. You know, I'm all the power to you if you can do that. But I'm like, not even a dresser. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanna create like a cozy space for myself, you know. If I'm living in that space, yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, hey, all the power to you. Couldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, I know running on time. This is this has been great. Thank you for uh, <laughs> everything. <laughs> the derailed <laughs> conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So while we wrap up this episode, one last thing that we like to ask our guests before we wrap up is in the theme of our podcast, the adult table. Um, so what is one thing you did recently that made you feel like a real adult, or what is one thing you one adult thing you wish you knew sooner? Oh, okay. I can answer them both. So one adult thing that made me feel like an adult. There's been a couple moments that it made me feel like an adult, like when I was in my place for the first time and just by myself. Mm -hmm. But recently, what makes me feel like an adult is cleaning my kitchen oh. and my car. Oh, car. <laughs> I'm very particular. <laughs> I, I bought a monthly membership to the car wash. I really do not like glass or like mirrors that you have water spots on it. So I felt like an adult when I was like, you know what? I'm going to take my car to the car wash and I'm going to vacuum everything. So it looks like a very neat and meticulous new car. Ooh, nice. And just really arranging my space to feel organized. Mm -hmm. So that was that. that's something I did recently that made me feel like an adult. Just cleaning up making you feel organized, putting the dishes away before I uh, wash new dishes because I'm really bad at that. <laughs> when I first did it, I was like, yeah, this is adulting. I'm going <laughs> to use that word. But, but an adult tip that I would give to all of you guys who are listening, if you've made it this far after all this rambling, create a space where you feel comfortable, that you feel like you are organized and that you enjoy. Sometimes, you know, it's a little cliche to think that it's the little things in life, but it really is. I cannot work anymore if I don't have my desk clean. <laughs> I used to be able to. I don't know how I got through it in college. But organizing your space makes a huge, huge difference. 
I don't know if that's like the tip that we were going to as like a career, but well, good. Any that's tip? My one tip. Yeah, any adulting stuff. Yeah. Oh, and if you want another another adult tip, okay, Hit make us with friends. It. Make friends with whoever that you happen to meet. You never know; they could end up being your next best friend, or they could. Not I'm not saying that you want to be opportunistic or transactional about it, but there are so many people in this world with so many unique and different stories that it's like if you have the chance to meet them all, why not take why not take the chance and get to know them? Agreed. Yeah, you can start a podcast yeah. with someone you met in college. <laughs> that carried, you never know; they might carry you across the line of a five k. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah i mean hey we're all we're also figuring it out even those of us who look like they have their stuff together and get mistaken for much older than they actually are <laughs> um <laughs> we're also figuring it out and that's a little cliche to say but there's no written guide for how to adult besides living through it so if you have an opportunity and you have a chance you know assessing the risks take it you never know what could lead you. Like, I never knew I would get a position where I would be embarrassing myself in front of K-pop celebrities if I didn't say yes to a Google form for a meme page that I stumbled upon and was checking because I was stressed out from an OCHEM quiz. <laughs> I did that in 15 minutes and I forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> so you never know. Take those chances. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, really appreciate the advice, but also just like it's really like fun conversation. I think like as we continue to do more podcasts too, I just I think for me at least, I don't I don't want to speak for Jenny, but like have definitely enjoyed more of the conversation of just getting to know people and like away from maybe like the super professional structured stuff, but just hearing like all the different types of stories and like interests and things that are just so different from something that like I grew up with or like I'm used to. So definitely appreciate this conversation and appreciate you just coming onto the adult table. Like I said, we know you're really busy, but glad we could get you for a few hours. So before we kind of end, do you have any like socials or anything you want to plug to the listeners, possibly a soup account that may or may not exist that you want to pub, you know? No, no socials. Just kidding. If you want the soup <laughs> account, it's um, all I make is soup on Instagram. But for my personal Instagram, I remember I said that rule earlier. If you don't know who I am, I probably will not accept it. So please don't take it to heart of being like, I'm a fan and I'm going to request that I'm going to decline it because I don't know who you are. And also because I might think you're a scammer because I get mm. a lot of scam accounts that have tried to follow me. I see. That's fair. Yeah, yeah getting, getting doxxed kind of does that to you. Like, oh my gosh. So, but I'm sorry, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> just soup and oh, social uh, social yeah, yeah just soup. Uh, yeah you got linkedin or anything i don't know more professional. I do. yeah yes so if you ever want to connect with me on linkedin my name is a little unique so just zoe and Malcha, i am a n s j a h no y and zoe not like zoe 101 <laughs> um just say like hey you've heard my episode on the adult table podcast i'll be like oh you heard me tell that story about eric nam <laughs> 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 yeah. or like you know about my embarrassing everything I've talked about here. you know about my fish bookends <laughs> the fish bookends are fire though let's be honest <laughs> hey, hey hey this is my midwest souvenir 
And this uh -huh. is my Texas souvenir. Oh, the Bucky's. This oh, is the screenshot. This is a screenshot I okay. want to use for when this I promote okay. the adult table. That's the the the, album, the the what is it? I forget what is it called. When the, the thumbnail, the social, an episode thumbnail. Cheese. <laughs> okay. Um. Let me no. see. Just a couple more things to wrap up. So, uh, don't forget to subscribe to us so you know when episodes come out, and you can follow us on Instagram at the I adult. Really should I don't. <laughs> What did you say? <laughs> what? Did you... <laughs> Wait, I think I did. I don't remember. Oh, follow us. <laughs> <interrupted> my outro. <laughs> she interrupted. My... I okay, do. You... Okay, you do. Okay, yeah. Follow us. Okay, yeah. Follow us at the Adult Table Podcast for updates. You know what? Hey, it's, <laughs> it's not my fault. You guys haven't posted since August. Okay. Well, what are you calling us out for? What? The heck? It's okay. I barely post on the side of anymore. We're getting there. We're get this is the your next episode. You know, you you'll be there. Yeah, yeah. More content to do. <laughs> All right, Jason, wrap it up. Damn, our Instagram just got ruined. <laughs> it never happened before. It's never happened. <laughs> what? <laughs> we're, we're busy. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys are busy being real adults at the real adult table. Still sit at the kids' table, though. You know. Yeah. Still follow us on the Instagram account. Yes. <laughs> closing out, uh, I'm Jason Shin. And I'm Jenny Chung. And we'll see you next time at the adult table. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>